This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of osteomalacia from the basic science section on orthobullets.com. Osteomalacia is a metabolic bone disease where defective mineralization results in a large amount of unmineralized osteoid. Again, osteomalacia is a metabolic bone disease where defective mineralization results in a large amount of unmineralized osteoid. This is a qualitative defect as opposed to a quantitative defect like osteoporosis. Again, osteomalacia is a qualitative defect as opposed to a quantitative defect like osteoporosis. Remember that rickets and osteomalacia are manifestations of the same pathologic process. As far as the epidemiology of osteomalacia, the incidence is rare in the United States at approximately 1 in 1,000 people. It is much less common than osteoporosis because of adequate exposure to sunlight and dairy products fortified with vitamin D. As far as the demographics, rickets is found in children, that is, patients with an open physis, and osteomalacia is found in adults, that is, patients with a closed physis. As far as risk factors, the following conditions predispose a patient to osteomalacia. Vitamin D deficient diets, malabsorption like celiac disease, renal osteodystrophy, hypophosphatemia, chronic alcoholism, tumors, which can cause tumor-induced osteomalacia, certain drugs that are associated with vitamin D deficiency, like phenytoin, phenobarbital, rifampin, cholestyramine, cadmium, and glucocorticoids. Drugs affecting phosphate homeostasis are also risk factors, and these include things like aluminum-containing phosphate-binding antacids and iphosphamide. Drugs affecting bone mineralization include aluminum, etidronate, and fluoride. As far as the presentation of osteomalacia, symptoms are generalized bone and muscle pain, fractures of long bones, ribs, and vertebra, proximal muscle weakness, and or fatigue. On physical exam, inspection may reveal a waddling gait from hip pain and thigh weakness, as well as difficulty rising from a chair and climbing stairs. Moving on to imaging, Findings on radiographs may include Lucer's lines, which are characteristic of insufficiency fractures, and these are specifically found in the medial femoral cortex, the pubic ramus, and or the scapula. Other findings may include fractures, especially in the proximal femur slash femoral neck, biconcave vertebral bodies, a trefoil pelvis, and or a protrusio acetabuli. Findings on bone scan include increased activity. Now let's go over some lab studies that differentiate osteomalacia from osteoporosis, tumor-induced osteomalacia, and osteopetrosis. We'll specifically talk about serum calcium, serum phosphorus, alkaline phosphatase, PTH, 25-hydroxyvitamin D, 125-hydroxyvitamin D, and urinary calcium. So in the setting of osteomalacia, the serum calcium will be low, the serum phosphorus will be low, the alkaline phosphatase will be high, PTH will be high, 25-hydroxyvitamin D will be low, 125-hydroxyvitamin D will be low, and urinary calcium will also be low. So again, in the setting of osteomalacia, serum calcium and serum phosphorus will be low, alkaline phosphatase and PTH will be high, 25-hydroxyvitamin D and 125-hydroxyvitamin D will be low, and urinary calcium will be low. In the setting of osteoporosis, serum calcium and serum phosphorus will be normal, alkaline phosphatase will be variable, and PTH, 
25 hydroxyvitamin D, 125 hydroxyvitamin D, and urinary calcium will all be normal. So again, in the setting of osteoporosis, serum calcium and serum phosphorus will be normal. Alkaline phosphatase will be variable. PTH, 25 hydroxyvitamin D, 125 hydroxyvitamin D, and urinary calcium will all be normal. In the setting of tumor-induced osteomalacia, serum calcium will be low, serum phosphorus will be very low, alkaline phosphatase, PTH, 25-hydroxyvitamin D, 125-hydroxyvitamin D, and urinary calcium will all be low. So again, in the setting of tumor-induced osteomalacia, serum calcium will be low, serum phosphorus will be very low, and alkaline phosphatase, PTH, 25-hydroxyvitamin D, 125-hydroxyvitamin D, and urinary calcium will all be low. Finally, in the setting of osteopetrosis, serum calcium and serum phosphorus will be normal, alkaline phosphatase will be high, PTH, 25-hydroxyvitamin D, 125-hydroxyvitamin D, and urinary calcium will all be normal. So again, in the setting of osteopetrosis, serum calcium and serum phosphorus will be normal, alkaline phosphatase will be high, PTH will be normal, 25-hydroxyvitamin D, PTH, 25-hydroxyvitamin D, 125-hydroxyvitamin D, and urinary calcium will all be normal. As far as histology for any of these metabolic bone disorders, this requires a transiliac biopsy for definitive diagnosis. Again, in the setting of any of these metabolic bone diseases, this requires a transiliac biopsy for definitive diagnosis. Histological findings in the setting of osteomalacia includes widely separated osteoid seams and greater amounts of unmineralized osteoid than normal. As far as the treatment of osteomalacia, it is typically non-operative, specifically large doses of oral vitamin D, that is 1,000 international units per day, and treating the underlying cause. This is indicated in most patients. As far as non-operative techniques in specific subgroups of patients, Patients on long-term anticonvulsant therapy should be supplemented with 400 to 800 international units per day of vitamin D. Patients with hepatobiliary disease should be supplemented with 25-hydroxyvitamin D, and patients with renal disease should be supplemented with 125-hydroxyvitamin D. That's all for this review about osteomalacia. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much and we'll see you all tomorrow.